Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. So here's the situation. A few years ago, a group of us went out to film a project. Ashley was performing a routine, my pre-show for the video we was about to film. I'm sat there behind the camera filming this routine. Fast forward two years later, and that piece of pre-show performance that Ashley was doing got aired on international television, and he got a crap ton of view viewership airtime internationally, and it was a piece of pre-show. Hello and welcome to this very special episode of the Successful Mentalist podcast. It's a little just the tip midweek episode. My name is Aidan O'Sullivan and I'm joined by none other than the man that filmed or performed my pre-show and, and somehow got on international television, Ashley Green. Ashley, what the heck happened? This story is just so bizarre. It's bizarre and also funny that the main routine which was filmed uh, didn't get anywhere close to telly, Aiden. <laughs> yeah, my bit did. So, alaggy! <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, so, look, here's the thing. We went over and when we film, we film absolutely anything. Back in the day when we was going out, we was vlogging, we was doing the pre-show, we was doing the performance pieces. Everything we were doing that day was being filmed. I went up to these group of people and uh, and I was performing a routine. I wasn't doing anything like, uh, oh, quickly scribble this down on a piece of paper. The guy about to perform is going to do something with it. No, I was making it like an actual performance. So just to squash the thing of anyone thinking right now, oh, your pre-show got on telly, what? All the methods and the reveals, uh, <laughs> that got on telly? Is that anything to be proud of? No, my pre-show was an actual good solid presentation that got on telly i went over and i was performing to them and then after that obviously aiden went on and started performing his thing it was all captured on telly i took that uploaded it to youtube and it just got found a few years later by a tv producer and that's the thing that got aired and this is a really important thing yes it's important to film your pre-show because of all the feedback stuff which i'm sure aiden's going to mention later um, on this episode because he's an absolute dab hand when it comes to feedback done some great work with that but also the one thing i want to point out pre-show it shouldn't just be a method for the effect that's about to come it should be an encompassed thing of the entire performance it should be an actual flowing performance going from one thing to the end it shouldn't just be hey guys can you write down on this piece of paper because the magician coming over is about to do something it should seem natural rather than just like this weird quirky thing that goes on behind the scenes that no one gets to see and also as well by doing an actual nice performance like i was doing and filming it, it gets your audience and volunteers used to actually being on camera before the main section of camera footage happens. And because they're more comfortable on camera, they're now going to start to get used to reacting as they do in the first performance, easing those nerves. They realize it's then okay for them to react on camera so that when Aiden's piece of footage happens, they react so much better, they're more natural and they're more calmer. These are some of the real important things as well. And also you've got that documentation so you can review it 
in case there's any things that go wrong there. And the other thing that was particularly important was actually having that two-way communication. Not only were we able to get really clear communication back to us in the in the sense of what, how are they acting? Like we've got it all on camera. We can actually see and then use that for feedback purposes. But we was also able to really clearly communicate back to the people being performed to how to react. If they're doing something great, rewarding them and, and praising them for reacting perfectly and not reacting. If we're not going down the, the depths of, oh, yeah, if you react really loud, I'll give you a I'll give you a pack of hobnobs from the local corner shop. That's the most English thing ever. But we're actually able to open up that feedback two ways and let them know that everything was fine. And again, ultimately, when it comes down to the actual performance piece, the piece that we was there for, we're able to make that much more worthwhile and the useful thought process that we always go through whenever we're using pre-show is if somebody saw this pre-show or if we had to use this pre-show on stage, would it still be logical? Would it still flow through? Would it still make sense? And would it add to the routine rather than detract from it? Exactly. And this is a state of mind we should get ourselves in. We should stop calling it pre-show and start calling it a pre-show performance because you are entirely true there. And I can tell you of a corporate show that I done where there was a language barrier and the pre-show failed because we also had booze in the mix and also had Colin Cloud and his wife and their parents in the audience as well. So added pressure on. And when your pre-show fails in that show, you think, oh, bugger. But because I planned a pre-show performance beforehand, I was able to just literally... We'll just do that in the show because nothing really seems out of place. It's out of place for me and what I had planned. But the thing is, I'm still doing a performance in the show. So it seems natural. And that's the beauty. And why people always get scared of pre-show. Oh, it could go wrong. Oh, it just it's, it seems weird with your audience. No, that's because you're literally just getting someone to scribble on a piece of paper and say, hey, we'll come back to that later. And they feel like... Yeah, something sneaky has gone on here. They get that vibe, but if it's a performance and then it's wrapped up, they've seen something. In their mind, they have an open end to it. They no longer have this open loop thinking, what's happened? What? And, and start overthinking this. It's like, oh, cool. They've done something with that. That's the end of the trick. They forget about it. And then when it happens in the show, it's like, whoa, what happened from there? That's pretty damn cool. And that's the thing. When you start treating it like pre-show performance... It's going to play better when you start doing it. You're going to have more performance and backup footage potentially on telly like I was from pre-show because it was a good performance. And also, if you need to redo it, you can redo it in a show because you actually have a performance piece that works that gets you that information so you now want ahead and can do the next routine. It's so important. And I know I've been pre-showed previously for several people's performances, and I feel incredibly uncomfortable when it's just a, a hey, write this thing on here and, and it is that sort of open loop level of thing of just there's no closure to it it wasn't a pre-show performance it was a bit of pre-show i feel so nervous it's like i know i'm gonna get called up oh, oh my god i know i'm gonna have to do this thing am i gonna forget what this thing is does does he want me to remember this piece of paper in my pocket what it, it's really bizarre even as a mentalist watching another mentalist perform it's so uncomfortable so let alone how our audience feels and uh, just being able to round it off with that performance people are going to react much nicer on stage. People are going to be much more comfortable with actually handling you and your process or whatever it is that you're getting them to do just because you've settled their nerves by closing that loop out in the pre-show performance. Such a beautiful concept. So, so important. 100%. So if there's one big lesson learned from today, it is start calling it a pre-show performance 
And then maybe the second lesson, always bloody film it because there's probably going to be opportunities there to take this performance further and also review it and understand your own performance so much better as well. And for all of the new people that are listening to today's episode, if you resonate with this and you want some more advice to really transform and take your mentalism so much further so that it's highly engaging, super amazing, fits your character down to the ground and really takes your mentalism to the next level, we've put together a free ebook called 10 Tips to Improve Your Mentalism. 10 actionable, easy steps that you can use immediately to transform the way you perform your own mentalism routines, close up or show. Aiden, if anyone's interested in this, where can can they find it? TheSuccessfulMentalist.com forward slash free. That's free as in F-R-E-E, no money, not the number three. TheSuccessfulMentalist.com forward slash free. Now we are. So head over to TheSuccessfulMentalist.com forward slash free to pick up your very own copy of 10 tips to improve your mentalism. But without further ado, we will see you guys next time for another episode of The Successful Mentalist podcast. Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magician's Business Group and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside. So to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you straight there or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magician's Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. And we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum, and we'll send you all of the details.